if you'd come and take up the uh, offering tonight. 
open the service with a word of prayer. Amen. I want to uh, remember Joe this morning, uh, this evening. He's not feeling well. He had a busy day of visiting with uh, his uncle George, and I see that he's not here either. So I want to remember them in prayer. Do you have a request upon your heart? You know, I was sitting out of my screen porch behind my house the other night. It, it's pretty nice out there, but I'm sitting there, and I hear cars going down the street, and I hear somebody that thinks everybody likes their music, and uh, all I could think of was Beulah Land. You know, there, we have a place to go, and we're on our way. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, I love you, Father. I am so thankful, Lord. You're so good to me, and you're so good to each and every one here, Father. Lord, we love you this evening, Father. We didn't come to see each other, but we came to see you and each one of us, Father. Lord, you're the mainstay in our life. You're the, the colonel. We pray that you would just have your way today. Touch each and every heart, Father. Lord, draw us closer. We struggle, but Lord, there's a, there's a land beyond the river. They call the sweet forever. It's a mother of our heart, and as our brother Brad often says, you are the lover of our souls. And Lord, help us to return that love by receiving what you have for us this evening, by lifting up our hearts in worship, Magnify the ministry gift you have for us this evening, Father, the greatest form of worship. Bless the tithes and offerings. Father, somehow help us surrender all that we are, that you could have preeminence. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Welcome home, Brother J.D., Sister Amy and the girls. God bless you. It's been way too long. Amen. Let's worship the Lord tonight. I'd like to sing that song, Manifesting Time. You believe it's manifesting time? Amen. I guess there's about three of you. Amen. All right. The voice of my beloved, behold, he quickly comes, sweeping over the mountains, over the hills he runs. I long to hear his voice, I long to hear him say, arise, my love, my fair one, come away. Oh, it's manifesting time. The fruits are on the vine and the lovely one is coming in plain view. Oh, to cap God's chosen bride, redemption draweth nigh. He's that lovely one, he's coming in plain view. The grapes are yours and mine, little foxes pull the vine. For the vineyard blossoms forth her harvest time. Keep your eyes on things above. Don't look at me or you. See that lovely one, he's coming in plain view. Oh, it's manifesting. 
wasting time. The fruits are on the vine, and the lovely one is coming in plain view. Oh, to keep God's chosen bride, redemption draweth nigh. He's that lovely one. He's coming in plain view. In the cleft of the rock, in a secret place so high. Till the daybreak and the shadows flee away. Oh, in that mountain place, a sweet smell's coming through. He's that lovely one. He's coming in plain view. Oh, it's manifesting time. The fruits are on the vine, and the lovely one is coming in plain view. Coming in plain view. Oh, to cap God's chosen bride. Redemption draweth nigh. He's that lovely one. He's coming in plain view. Hallelujah. I'm a pilgrim and a stranger. Wandering through this world of sin, on my way to that fair city, when the saints go marching in. Come on now, oh, when the saints, hallelujah, oh, when the saints go.
have your seats, and Brother Joe, if you'd come and sing that song for us, brother. of the Lord. Yes. Can't think of no place else I'd rather be. I'm going to sing uh, verse 1. I think you probably sit in the handout there. I'm going to do it instead. Thank God for his mercy. Amen. If I can just see this. I stood in the courtroom, the judge turned my way. It looks like you're guilty, now what do you say? Oh, not on, now we go. Let's try that again. Well, I stood in the courtroom. The judge turned my way It looks like you're guilty Now what do you say? I spoke up, your honor I have no defense But that's when Mercy walked in. Oh, mercy walked in and pleaded my case. Called to the stand, God's saving grace. Oh, the blood was presented. That covered my sin Forgiven when mercy walked in I stood there and wondered How could this be That someone so guilty had just been set free My chains were broken Well, I felt born again All the moment that mercy walked in Oh, and mercy walked in and it pleaded my case Called to the stand God's saving grace 
was no crown for him of silver or of gold. There was no diadem for him to hold, but blood adorned his brow and proud it stayed. stand. Let's all stand together. Amen. You ready for the word tonight? Let's sing Mercy Rewrote My Life tonight. How many can testify to that? Where would we be without his mercy tonight? Amen. Mercy ready for the word of God we've got brother Diggs in the house with us tonight we're happy to have him amen we love it when he comes through amen and I know the Lord will have something special for us tonight did you put your order in don't do your bit of good to show up at a restaurant if you don't turn an order in amen to say Lord here's my need I have a need how many came with a need tonight 
That's what the house of God is for, friends. The fellowship, the ministering of the word, giving you an opportunity to worship in spirit and in truth. Calling Jesus on the scene. How many believe he's here? Amen. He's here. I can tell you he's here to meet every need that you have. No matter what it is, his word has the answer. See, I need healing. He sent his word and healed the people. Amen. I need joy. The joy of the Lord is a strength. Amen. Do you believe that? Praise the Lord. Whatever we could have need of tonight. Amen. We're happy uh, to have Brother Tim Mickle with us tonight. Everybody turn and stare at him right here in the checkered shirt there. Amen. Good friend for many years. Brother Tim was here when I first moved to Beaufort. Been knowing him a long time. Has a lovely family. Amen. I don't know where the rest of the tribe is tonight, but amen. We're happy to have him here tonight. And other different ones of you, happy to have all you out to the house of God tonight. Amen. Let's sing it again. Brother Jason, you and Sister Amy and the girls, good to have you all back. Don't ever leave again. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's sing it again, brother. And rewrote my life. Do you believe that, friends? God's mercy. Come, brother, rewrote my Praise the Lord. Glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. This is not just another Wednesday night. But this is an unveiling of God's thoughts. God saw this before the foundation of the world. And where everybody is, you're playing out that part of God's mind. So don't just look at this as just, oh, I just, uh, it's just something. Yeah. Let's go to church. No. You're acting out the thoughts of God tonight. So keep that in mind as you hear the word, <laughs> as you respond to the thoughts of God as they're being spoken. Amen. We just love God. We love being here. We appreciate all of you. Amen. And I love what you guys are doing with the place. Got some nice little lighting, new lighting. Amen. It's been a minute. Amen. But we praise God for all that he's doing. Amen. Amen. Let's just have a word of prayer. I hope that you come to see God because he's the only one worthy of our attention. Amen. Let's just pray. Amen. And we'll go before him with all of our needs. Amen. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, Father, we're in the house of worship, Lord. And Lord, we're not just considering these four walls, but we're considering your presence. Lord. Because you are the object of worship. You're the reason we sing. You're the reason we clap. We we dance, we're excited. It's because of you, Lord. And Lord God, we want to give you all that is due to you, all the honor and praise and adoration, Father, and everything we do, we want to do it unto the Lord. And Lord, we pray that this service would be a reflection of your goodness in our lives, Lord. And Lord, as we just said, Father, we know that this night is an unveiling of your thoughts Lord it's an unveiling of what you had before the foundation of the world so Lord let us play our part with confidence knowing Lord that we're eternal thoughts 
and we have a purpose in in this land. We have a purpose in this church, Lord, and in the kingdom of God. And, and Lord God, we pray that you just use us according to your glory, Lord. And Father, forgive us for our sins and trespasses, Lord. And Lord, anything, Lord, that's in us that's not like you, Lord, we we pray, Father, you would move it, Lord, and, and refresh us with your spirit tonight, Lord. Continue to be with the pastor, Lord, and bless him, Lord. Give him guidance, leadership, Lord, and governments of the church, Lord, and all those who are affiliated, Lord, with the ministry. And we bless your holy name. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Let church say amen. 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 If you have your Bible, let's go to St. John chapter 5. St. John chapter 5. Forgive me, brothers, I've, I forgot to send this to y'all, but you know I'm a shotgun preacher, so we're just going to fire and keep going. St. John chapter 5, let's just read um, verse, um, let's read verse 39. The Bible says, search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me and ye will not come to me and ye will not come to me that ye might have life I receive not honor from them but I know you that ye have not the love of God in you I am come in my father's name and ye receive me not if another shall come in his own name, him ye will receive. How can ye believe which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that cometh from God only? Amen. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews 6, and let's start reading at verse 13. Hebrews 6 and 13, the Bible says, For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely, blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men verily swear... By the greater and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. Wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel confirmed, by, confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things in which it was impossible. Somebody say impossible. Yeah. Impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. Amen. May the Lord have a blessing to the reading of his word. You can have your seats. Amen. By God's grace tonight, I want to use for a subject, living under the promises. Now, when we, when, we, when we think about promises, we think about 
statements that's been made that you're expecting to see come to pass. Amen, church? But let's look at, let's look in the light of who's making the promises. Hallelujah. The promises we're resting upon, the promises that we're looking Promises from God Almighty, amen. So if we live, we want to live under something that can't be changed. We want to, we want to, we want to, we want to search. If we search for anything, we want to search for something that can be found. Hallelujah. See, when it comes to the promises of God, we're not dealing with hope. Hope is a maybe or might be or I'm not quite sure. But when it comes to the promises of God, it has to happen. Hallelujah. It has to take place. Why? Because God cannot tell a lie. The Bible said, amen, that one of the immutable things about God is that he cannot tell a lie. Now, I don't know about you, but that makes me happy. Hallelujah. If I can go in the word and find a promise, that means it has to come to pass. Hallelujah. Whether it's healing, whether it's joy, whether it's God providing, whether it's him being my banner, my shield, whatever it is, if I can find my place under the promises of God, I should get the results of that promise. Hallelujah. But you know, church, when we look, when we think about the promises of God, we must realize something that God don't just make promises just to make them. Hallelujah. He's made us promises to give us a certain fulfillment in our journey. So we can stand back and look back at the things that have happened and said, God did this. I know God did this because God gave me his word. And that's what we're standing on. We're standing on the word of God. Because everything else will fail. Everything else can change. Everything else can change, can shift. But God's word remains the same. Hallelujah. One of our favorite scriptures is Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and might be forever. Did I say that right? Amen, the wrong thing. Hallelujah. But you know, church, Jesus Christ remains the same yesterday, today, and forever. So let me say it like this. What God promised Abraham the father remains true today. What God promised Isaac the son remains the same. What God promised Jacob, hallelujah, remains the same. So every promise God laid out in the book, hallelujah, we have a right to. Because we are the children of Abraham and the Bible calls us seed of the promise hallelujah children of the promise hallelujah so whatever promise god made still remains hallelujah there for the believer to take hold of but how do you feel about your journey your journey on this road considering the promises of god and you know when i when i look in the scripture the bible says search the scriptures the prophet of god would always say when you're going through things, find yourself in the scriptures. Hallelujah. Find your problem in the scripture. Identify yourself by the scripture. Hallelujah. 
Why? Because the scriptures, hallelujah, remains the same. The scriptures, hallelujah, fall under that immutable covenant of God. Hallelujah. Something that can't flip-flop, something that can't change with the times, no matter who the president is, no matter who voted this and voted that, God's word, his promise remains the same. No matter how dark it gets, no matter what storm comes, no matter how many churches break up, God's promise remains the same. No matter if your children leave, no matter if your wife leave, your husband leave, no matter what leave, God's promise remains the same. Hallelujah. And it's time for us to say, hey, devil, I don't care what you say. I got a promise. But the thing of it is, when we go through things, we don't make God remember his promises. We need to make God remember. You say, but these God know everything. Yes, he does. But sometimes it's that cry. Hallelujah. It's that, it's that seeking God's face that brings God on the scene and God remembers his promise. That's what he did to the children of Israel. They were in bondage for 400 years and they began to cry out. And the scripture says, God heard their cry. And the Bible says, and he remembered his promise. Then God, hallelujah, he anointed Moses. Woo! To do what? To fulfill the promise. Now you can ask yourself, what kind of fulfillment in the scriptures you need? Amen. Search the scriptures. Hallelujah. And they are they that testify of him. The scriptures tell us who God is. But the thing we have to do is, amen, look in the word and see ourselves. Hallelujah. And if you can see yourself, hallelujah, you can live under the promise. That's why I love the story, amen, of the woman in Memphis, Tennessee. Hallelujah. Her son was sick. We know the story. Her son was sick. Hallelujah. He had a, a, a social disease. And there are a lot of social diseases going on right now. Social of Facebook. Social of Instagram. Social of Twitter. And on and on and on. Social diseases running through the church. Hallelujah. I hope people don't get offended. I'm on Facebook, but I ain't looking for no more friends. Because <laughs> all people want to get in there. I, I, call, I, call I call them chicken heads. All they want to do is go on your page and see who your friends is and look at your likes and look at people's life and look at this and look at that and look at that. I say that's you just being nosy. You don't even really care about me talking to me or fellowship with me. You want to know who I talk to. <laughs> nosy. Hallelujah. But you know what, church? He, 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 he got caught with a social disease. And you know what? That woman, hallelujah, began to search the scriptures. And the scriptures showed her a Shudamite woman that she could identify with. And God gave that woman a promise, hallelujah. If you receive a prophet, you receive a prophet's reward. And she received that prophet, hallelujah. And that prophet came, hallelujah, laid over her son, and her son arise, hallelujah. Glory. So she's looking at that same word, that same promise, and her son, hallelujah, is sick. And now she begins to step into the promise. Hallelujah. See, what we need to do, church, faith, hallelujah, is no good unless your faith is a vision. Hallelujah. We must have vision faith in this day, in this hour. Hallelujah. You have to look at it and say, I can achieve this by the promises of God. Amen. 
See, we walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. If you're not walking by sight, that means you don't know where you're going, but you're trusting you're going to be all right. Hallelujah. This woman says, Lord, I was just like that Shudamite. See, she's believing that promise by vision. And she says, I'm just like the Shudamite. Now, where's my Elijah? Now, the part I love about this, Elijah, hallelujah, didn't know what was going on. But he was a part of the promise. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. There are people in your life, hallelujah, that are a part of the promise and they don't even know it. They got what you need and they don't even know it. There are people, hallelujah, connected to your business and they don't even know it. There are people connected to your family and they don't even know it. But they are a part of your promise. All you got to do is believe God and God, hallelujah, make them give you what you need. Hallelujah. And here's Brother Branham on a plane flying to go someplace else. And this woman says, I'm just like the shooter Mike. Now, where's my Elijah? Hallelujah. Elijah's on the plane, minding his business, finna go a different route, hallelujah. Her faith was so strong, hallelujah, in believing the promise, it made the plane come down. Am I talking to believers? Your faith can make your promise come down out of the sky tonight. Your faith can make your healing come to your bosom. Your faith, hallelujah, can bring your finances in the positive and not the negative. Woo! If you can believe the promise of God's word. And this woman, hallelujah, she had nothing else but the promise of what has already taken place in the scripture. Believing that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now I'm saying all this to say we have the same promises in God. Hallelujah. And all we got to do is step into that promise, believe God, and God has to do the same. Yeah. Hallelujah. But it's so powerful. Hallelujah. The prophet was going on his own way, got up, the plane comes down. Hallelujah. Plane comes down, he wakes up the next morning, and he says, you know what? I'm going to go put some things in the mail, mail off this, mail off that. And then, hallelujah, her faith started to pull it. Read the story good. He started to get an itch to go for a walk. What was that? That was the rope of her faith. Hallelujah. That was her receiving the promise. Hallelujah. Because she said, if I'm the shooter, Mike, where's Elijah? Now, Elijah had then landed in Memphis where she was. Hallelujah. Before he got there, he was in the plane. But her faith, hallelujah, pulled him out the sky, hallelujah, put him on the same good ground. Pulled him down. He still didn't know what was going on. But then she said, I need Elijah. She had a dream that night of Elijah, described him. God showed it to him, showed it to her. Show what he was dressed, show what he was carrying, everything. And you know what she did? Now, this is vision faith, Brother Brad. She went outside and waited on it. How many of y'all waiting on God? I ain't talking about wavering on God. I'm talking about waiting on God. 
church, she was so sure, she was so caught up in what God showed her, she went out there before everybody else had wake up. Nobody should have been walking that time in the morning, but she was already out there waiting. That's somebody who believed in the promise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Before the prophet even started walking, she was already out there. Let me tell you something, church. Your blessing is already on the way. You just got to get in position. Now, if I was in a Pentecostal church and I started talking like this, well, I say somebody say, hope, hope, your check is in the mail. Them people go crazy. But we got more than just a check in the mail. We got a God inside of us. Hallelujah. That can make those things that are not as though they are. Hallelujah. Can make everything that's in this Bible, hallelujah, in letter form become visible. Woo! Oh my. And look, church, her faith was so strong, hallelujah, it made the prophet comfortable without even having a vision. Because he can tell you he hardly did anything without a vision. He was caught by vision, hallelujah. And you know what? This kind of brought me to hey, the message he preached, Why Christ Speak. You know why he preached that message? Because, hallelujah, he said he needed something that would drive him down. He said, I need a revival. He said, God has showed me over and over again that he's with me and I'm looking for a vision. He said, God just saying, believe the promise. Stop crying and speak. Hallelujah. And look, church, hallelujah. The prophet began to walk, and I like telling the story. He began to walk, hallelujah, with no confirmation. See, faith is a vision, Abigail. Hallelujah. It's not, hallelujah, hope. Amen. You're walking by faith, and you're going to step into something. And now he's walking. And her faith is pulling. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Because she's the Shudamite, just like the scripture says. Yeah. And she's believing the same promise. Hallelujah. And now her faith is pulling on the prophet. And the prophet begins to walk in the middle of the Memphis heat. Yeah. And a friend of mine, I, I, I might have told y'all this before. You know, Andre Head. Brother Andre. Him and a brother went to Memphis. And they said, hey, let's reinteract everything Brother Brenham did at this Peabody Hotel. So they went to the hotel, hallelujah. And they went to the sidewalk and they started walking. Because, you know, he said there was the bridge going to the color district, all these things. So they began to reinteract everything, hallelujah. And it looked like, hallelujah, the prophet walked about five, six blocks on tape. It was five, six miles. Hallelujah. Your faith has the ability to make a man do something he wouldn't ordinarily do. With no confirmation, no dream, no vision, no nothing. Just a pool of faith from somebody who's believing the promise. And let me say it like this, church. We got the same confirmation of a prophet just like she had. Hallelujah. 
Yeah. And you know what? I'm not looking for the manifestation of William Branham to come back, but we still have the manifestation of Elijah on the scene. Hallelujah. The anointing of God is still in the church. So every promise is yay and amen. Hallelujah. And she pulled and she pulled. And the prophet was so comfortable with that pull of faith, he got happy being pulled and even know why he was being pulled. Your faith can give somebody joy and they don't even know why they're happy. <laughs> Are y'all read, did y'all read the same story? He wasn't walking down there saying, oh, Lord, what am I doing? My plane to leave. What am I doing? I no, he started walking, hallelujah, under the anointing of her faith. I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them. Hallelujah, one of them. I'm one of them. Now, I wonder how many of you, hallelujah, can trust God, walk in the promise with no confirmation and be happy. Wow. Wow. I've been praying and praying and praying for my children and I ain't seen nothing happen. That don't change the promise. The promise says, the Holy Spirit, I'm the fulfillment of my mama's promise. Because the Bible says, Matt, hallelujah, and, and, and the rest of your children, Chris, you're the fulfillment of your dad and your mom's promise, hallelujah. The Bible says to them when they got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, that the Holy Ghost is unto you and unto your children. Ooh. Chris, y'all to stand up and say, y'all want to see what a promise look like? I'm it. That's what I am. I am the fulfillment of my mama's promise. Because the Bible says, the Holy Ghost is unto you and unto your children, unto your children's children. Hallelujah. So that promise, it doesn't stop with the generations. That's why, hallelujah, I'm the promise, hallelujah. And my children, hallelujah, are the promise of that promise. Hallelujah. And my grandchildren are the promise of that promise. The promise don't stop with a generation. The promise keeps turning over if you can believe it. Hallelujah. And what I love how the prophet said, the devil, he's in full form. Hallelujah. Y'all believe it? He's in full form. But for him to be in full form, God has to be in full form. That's all we get out of that, right? Amen. <laughs> Look, this church, you and I, we're not the shadow of the promise. We're not the shadow. Hallelujah. Luther, Wesley, Seymour, they were the shadow of the promise because the promise was still unfolding. Hallelujah. But we're no longer living in the shadow. We are the real seed. Hallelujah. We are, hallelujah, that fruit that went in the ground that came out of the tree. Hallelujah. So I'm not hoping for a promise. Hallelujah. I'm unfailing the promise. Hallelujah. We, hallelujah, in a day where we should be able to walk on water. And you might not believe it, but I didn't did it already. Yep, sure have. I was in Edmonton, Canada, at a youth meet. I said, Brother D, you want to go play some hockey? 
on the water. I said, yep, let's go. Walked right out there on the water. It was frozen. God ain't saying how it had to be. But I did it. Hallelujah. I did it. I fulfilled the promise. You can look at it however you want, but my faith is encouraged. That's a part of my checklist. Believe in healing right along with walk on water. Check, check. You can reason it away all you want, hallelujah. I know what I did, hallelujah. Amen. Because you can take water, hallelujah, and, and make it real hot, and it start boiling, and it turn into steam. You know what? It's still water. You take that same water, put it in the refrigerator, make ice cubes out of it, it's still water. Hallelujah. So you can freeze it, put it in a pond, drive a car over it, or I can walk over there, and it's still water. I received my promise. Hallelujah. Look, church, I ain't gonna be too much longer. Don't get nervous. Hallelujah. But I want to show by the grace of God that God is looking for us to believe in his promise. Because what he's giving us, hallelujah, he's giving us the covenant of his promise. And you will look at the covenant, amen. We know God is a covenant God. He made a covenant with mankind. But I think too often, we look at the covenant as a contract. No, it's not a contract. Because you put somebody under a contract when there might be error for default. <laughs> That's why we're not under a contract. We're under a covenant, hallelujah, Travis, because it's unconditional. There's nothing you can do that'll make God take back his promise. You say, oh, Brother Diggs, well, I'm going to show you something. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you about something where it looked like God should have took the promise back, but God didn't. You remember this man in the Bible named Samson? He was under a covenant promise with God. And God told him, as long as you don't cut your hair, you have strength beyond any other man. And you know what, Samson, hallelujah, he was pretty good with that, but Samson got to playing around with the promise. <laughs> hallelujah. Samson got to go in places he shouldn't have been going. Amen. Seeking after things he shouldn't have been seeking after. But you know what? While he was doing all that, the promise remained true. Because yeah. <laughs> it's unconditional. When Samson decided to go get Delilah, that didn't change God's promise. Even his mom and daddy, hallelujah. He said, mom and daddy said, don't go down there and get that girl. Stay with our kind. You know how you do your children? You tell them, say, don't you go out there and with them worldly kids. Stay with your kind. And they started looking over the fence. But mama, but daddy, but mama, daddy, nothing. Stay with your kind. And you know what's so crazy about Samson? He was dealing with a girl, hallelujah. Every chance she got, she was trying to kill him. That's somebody who didn't lost their mind. Why would you want somebody who's trying to kill you every chance they get? That ain't no love. The father, daddy, he loved me. And he's trying to kill you spiritually. Wow. 
He tried to sweep you out of church. Yeah, you fulfill the right part. You'll get married, hallelujah. Yeah, you fulfill that part. It's better to marry than to burn. But what about the rest of your life? You got to fight to go to church. You got to fight to come to prayer. You got to fight to have fellowship. But you married. <laughs> There's a lot that comes along with these things. And Samson, hallelujah, every chance he got, tie my hair up and, you know, and this and that or whatever. She go tied up as soon as he go to sleep. <laughs> go do this as soon as he go to sleep. Go do that as soon as he go to sleep. First time I told her something that could harm me and she would have did it, she would have been gone. <laughs> but Samson, so blind by love, I mean lust. Look at this. You can have the promise of God over your life and still be living in error. And Samson, with the promises of God, because he was on free moral agency, he could still do the things that God didn't want him to do. But God still couldn't take his promise away. <laughs> Woo! Because he had didn't gave it to him. God's not an Indian giver. So God will let you, hallelujah. He said, the prophet of God say, God sends nobody to hell. You go there on your own. <laughs> and Samson, hallelujah, to the last day. And then Delilah got real spiritual with him. Delilah say, if you love me, you'll tell me your secret. <laughs> if you love me, you'll love me regardless whether I tell you or not. Amen. Hallelujah. But the thing of it is, for those of you who are looking for mates, don't fall in love with the outer shell. Fall in love with who's behind the shell. Because the outer shell will get old. It'll get, especially on the boys, it'll get musty. It'll get dirty sometimes. <laughs> Hallelujah. And sometimes on the girls, it'll get unattractive. It'll get a little extra weight on it. <laughs> so you can't be all caught up in the shell. Hallelujah. But you got to be caught up with the mystery within. Hallelujah. A person who knows God, who knows the promises of God, who knows how to enter into your kingdom. Hallelujah. When you come home from a hard day's work and she can make you smile. Hallelujah. Glory! Brother Jason, the only one saying amen to that. <laughs> I know the rest of y'all ain't looking at y'all while like a ball and chain, is you? Oh, Lord, here she come again. No, come on, church, we got a promise. Hallelujah. Amen. Before I close, let me deal with this a little bit. Listen what the prophet of God says about God's promises. But before, before I do that, let's read about a covenant. A covenant is a relationship between two partners. So God gave us a covenant because he wants relationship. Woo. Oh my. 
making binding promises. See, his, his promises are binding. When you go to the Bible and you say, God, you said this, it binds him. <laughs> he can't wiggle his way out of it. God has to say, okay. <laughs> if you sick tonight and you go to Isaiah 53 and you say, Lord, by your stripes, you said I'm healed. It binds God. Oh, my. It's a promise. Oh, my. Binding promises to each other and work together to reach a common goal. God has to work with you until that promise is fulfilled. It took Abraham 25 years, but God worked with him. Through all his mistakes, he gave his wife up. He had a baby by Hagar, but that didn't change the promise. He had a binding covenant. Hallelujah. Listen, he says, they're often accompanied by oaths and signs and ceremonies. Covenants define obligations to each other. Think about that. Think about this now. God is obligated to you. (laughs) (laughs) So you know what that means? When the devil's setting traps, God is obligated to be my protector if I'm under a covenant. And I said, you know, coming down here, especially where, where, my, where my brother and sister Tony and them stay at, where they stay at, the deers back there disrespectful. <laughs> Debbie, you be driving down that road at night, the deers be like, they be like the, ah, ah. They're very disrespectful. If you don't know God, you be driving with a little bit of fear. You be going like thing, you know, you see a light shining, you're like, oh, dear, let me, let me slow down. Unless you're happy, yeah. Y'all know me, I'm family. But you know what? Hallelujah. You think about it. If you don't know God, hallelujah, you can be going down unfamiliar territories with fear in your heart. But if you know God as a protector, hallelujah, I don't need no deer horns on the front of my car. All I need to put there, hallelujah, before, hallelujah, is a promise. You say, God, you'll send angels before me. Hallelujah. Glory. And you know, as I'm driving by, it's an angel standing there holding that deer by the horns. He can't go, no, he want to go, but that angel got him right there. And he might want to do all the things that got him, say, you ain't going nowhere because he under the blood. The obligation of God's promise. It's just like it was. When God, hallelujah, told him, say, put the blood over the doorpost and the deaf angel will pass over when he see the blood. And for everybody who put that blood over the doorpost when the the deaf angel came, hallelujah, they knocked on the door, hallelujah. And as the door opened, it was the angel of the Lord when the blood was there. And the angel of the Lord stood there looking at the deaf angel and he said, hey, can I help you? He said, yeah, I come to get the firstborn. He said, no, the blood is applied over this house. 
Now you get away from my doorstep before I deal with you. Hallelujah. That's what happens in the spiritual realm when you confess Jesus Christ over your life. Every promise about him, hallelujah, stands over you as the enemy rants and rages all over this world. Hallelujah. He's your deliverer, hallelujah. He's your protector. He's your peace. He's your banner. He's your shield, hallelujah. He's your alpha. He's your maker. Oh my. Look. He says, but they are different from a contract because they are relational and personal. Talking about the covenant versus a contract. The covenant deals with relationship and it's personal. Think about this. What we need to have when it comes to God and our spiritual journey Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but when I started the first of the year, I felt like in my spirit I needed a reset. Anybody? Not not, not a New Year's resolution. Hallelujah. But more of God. Hallelujah. Because I don't want to just be going alone and going down the old yellow brick road. Hallelujah. No, I want to know that. Hallelujah. I'm being led by God. I want to know that God is around this corner. God is around this corner. God is down this road. God is at this store. God is in the car right here. God is in the car over there. Everything I do, God is orchestrating it. That's where I want to be, hallelujah. I don't want to be hoping I'm in the will of God. No, I want to know. Hallelujah. So in my spirit, God was saying, Kadra, you need a reset. And I said, yes, Lord. I said, yes, Lord, I need a reset. And you know what? Hallelujah. That's a good place to be in. It don't mean that, hallelujah, you wilding out or you wilding in sin. No, it just means that they that hunger and thirst for God shall be filled. Hallelujah. If you're not hungry and you're not thirsty, hallelujah, that means you're developing another life. And you got to look at your life and see what you're developing into. Because remember, hallelujah, the palmer worm, the caterpillar, the locust, all of those were the same creature. Turning into something, but every stage damaged the tree. So you got to look at your life, hallelujah. And you say, well, Brother Diggs, I'm just a little sad. If you don't deal with that thing, it'll turn into depression. If you let that depression stay, it'll turn into suicidal thoughts. Amen. I cut this off. I'm on, I'm on. If you don't deal with that, it'll turn into suicidal thoughts. And suicidal thoughts are turning into the manifestation of death. And it all started with, I'm just a little unhappy in this area. How does how does joy turn into overwhelming joy? It starts with just the happiness of God. And as you bathe in that, you get even more happy. And God does more and you get even more happy. And then he does things that you can't explain, things that you know you don't deserve, and then it becomes overwhelming. Hallelujah. And when you should be, hallelujah, sad, your joy overwhelms that sadness. Hallelujah. 
it's amazing to me. I, I, I go to church, I preach, and, and we have a good time, and some people's expression don't change the whole time. I told y'all about that mannequin worship. A mannequin, you can dress them up, but ain't no life. We don't want to be dressed up like Christians and not have the life. We want the life, amen. I want the joy of the Lord being my strength. See, it's the joy of God that makes us strong. Hallelujah. Amen. We don't serve God out of duty. We serve God because we love him. I don't sing to get happy. I sing because I'm happy. Oh, my church. Think about the promise. We got a promise of heaven, hallelujah, where we ain't going to never sweat again. We ain't going to cry tears of, of sadness. We ain't going to cry tears of joy. If we even cry because the prophet of God said, our glands going to change. Think about it. If you're not happy now, it's because you're not taking God at his promise. Listen. Let's talk about this for a second. I'm going to read you a quote before I get out of the way. <laughs> Listen what the, what, what the prophet, I'm going to just make the reading short and get to the meat of what I'm saying. He says, if you can't decide, don't say nothing, just leave it alone. Then when you testify that you are a Christian, then you're guilty of being a Christian. You say, I go to uh, Bethel Tabernacle. If you go out doing something, hallelujah, that this church doesn't believe in, you're guilty of confessing or living a lie. He says, then when you testify that you are a Christian, then you're guilty. See, you're guilty of being a Christian and you must live to that. And when, listen to us, and when God makes a promise in the Bible, I see a man here in the wheelchair. When God makes a promise, he is guilty of that promise unless he brings it to pass. Now, I don't know about y'all. When I read stuff like that, I go find something in the scripture that I'm looking for God to do. Hallelujah. Oh, and even though things get tight, hallelujah. I go back and read this and I say, Lord, I didn't pay my tithe. Now you guilty until you bless me. Because you said, I don't know about y'all, the Bible said, hallelujah, you're going to open the windows of heaven. Hallelujah. Aaron, sometimes I be in my house, I lift the window. Because he said he's going to open the windows of heaven. You say, bro, Diggs, you getting kind of carnal. No, that's a promise. <laughs> we living by the promises of God. He said he's guilty of that promise unless he brings it to pass. He, God, is guilty when he makes a promise. Now think about this. Can any of you imagine God being guilty? No. So why ain't you looking for the fulfillment then? 
can't see God being guilty, why are we looking for the fulfillment of the promise? Why we walk around like Brother Jews say, wowzy, wowzy, woo? We ought to be saying, Brother Luther, we ought to be saying, it ain't happening today, but I know it's going to happen tomorrow. And if it don't happen tomorrow, it's going to happen tomorrow, tomorrow. And if it don't happen tomorrow, tomorrow, it's going to happen tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. If it don't happen this week, it's going to happen next week. If it don't happen next week, it's going to happen next week, next week. If it don't happen next week, month, it's going to happen next week, month, month. If it don't happen that month, it's going to happen that month. If it don't happen six months from now, it's going to happen seven months from now. If it don't happen this year, it's going to happen next year. We're supposed to be believers of the promise. Remember, I'm talking about a God that can't lie. I'm talking about a God that can't change. We're living under a promise, Caleb. Bernice, what you saying? I'm saying, find your scripture, go to God and say, Lord, I ain't moving until you manifest it. Because the prophet of God said, if he doesn't fulfill that scripture that you believe in him for, he's guilty. <laughs> and for those of you who fighting sickness and diseases, it's just as simple. When the doctors told me I had cancer in my brain, they said, you're going to die, you're going to do this, you're going to that. My mama came and she said, son, you don't have to receive this. Because by his stripes, you are already healed. Now she believed in the promise. I didn't know God, but I knew my mama. And I knew she wasn't going to say something that going to hurt me. Hallelujah. So what I did, hallelujah, she took the promise of God and I took the promise of mama. And her believing in God, hallelujah, and me believing in her, hallelujah, I had the same promise. And what I did in my own prayer time, I say, God, you know, Brother Branham said when well, he didn't understand things about God, he'd be out there talking to the tree. <laughs> in his early days, he said he'd be out there to the tree to Mr. God, uh, one, two, three, A, B, C, whatever it was. Hallelujah. Yeah, y'all better go back and read y'all message. He wasn't always, oh, I got a vision, don't say the Lord, no. God, God, learned, he learned God. He became familiar with God. Hallelujah. Oh my church, and, 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 and when my mom told me, she said, You're already healed. By stripes, you're healed. You don't have to accept this. Now, I didn't know she was quoting out the message of the hour about the, about the rattlesnakes and giving it back. She just giving me uh, examples. And she said it was just something what she was saying. I believe I was like, This is my mama. She ain't gonna say nothing that's gonna hurt me. So I'm like, Okay. Uh, and when she left, doctors left, everybody, I'm sitting in my room. I said, Well, God, if you a healer, Prove it to me. Oh! So he had to keep his promise. You know why? Because it was a binding. Hallelujah. It was a covenant. He had to keep his word. Hallelujah. He didn't say, hallelujah, if you believe it, you're going to go into remission for 10 years and then it's going to come back. No. I ain't believing that kind of promise. I'm believing when he do it, it's done. It's over. Ain't no coming back. 
Hallelujah. Hooray! Oh my, say, say, oh, you got a little pain right there. You feel a little blinky in your eyes like you did when you had cancer. Oh, it might be bad. I say, shut up, devil. Once Satan get kicked off my street, there's a roadblock up. And he can't come back. He can't get around it. He can't come over it because I got snipers on my block. And every time he step a foot, he feel the prayers of God. Hallelujah. Woo! Listen, I hope somebody being encouraged. And the scripture, listen, he says, and the scriptures are guilty until they are fulfilled. See, they're right here as a statement that God has made and it's got to be fulfilled or God is guilty. Now, I'm challenging you to look at your situation, look at your problem, and search the scriptures. Because the scriptures is the promise that you need. I'll read you another one. He said, now that is either the truth or is falsehood, and if Jesus isn't risen from the dead, has not risen from the dead, then of course he could not do what he promised to do. Hallelujah. But if he has risen, can I get an amen, church? But if he has risen from the dead and claims to be the same yesterday, today, and forever, he's obligated. He's obligated. Oh, my. Young men, when you become a husband, you're obligated to be a provider. To take care of the family. It ain't no ifs, ands, and buts about it. You become obligated. Why? Because you enter into a covenant with a woman. Oh my. He said, he's obligated to his divine promises to keep his word to every generation. Every generation. Hallelujah. He said, for he said, a little while and the world will see me no more, yet you will see me, for I will be with you to the end of the world. And he's obligated, his promises are guilty until he makes them fulfilled to each generation. I don't know about you, but hallelujah. Whoa, that put a pep in my step. Because what he did back then, he has to do it for me. Each generation, the scriptures are guilty until they're fulfilled in every generation. So I can look back and see some things he did in Paul's life. If I'm in the same need, God has to fulfill it. But like I was saying, sometimes we need a reset. Hallelujah. We need, we, 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 need, we need to pause. Sometimes before you do a reset, you need to pause. You know when something is good or you're multitasking, you're doing things, you have to pause it so you don't miss something. And I think sometimes spiritually, we need to hit the pause button. Because there are things God is doing is right in our face, but we're so busy with other things, we're missing what he's doing. Some of us need to hit the pause button and make sure, hallelujah, you're paying attention to it. If you think about a, 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 a regular computer, when you hit the reset, hallelujah, what I love about a reset, I don't just want to uh, bring it. Sometimes you can't just bring back old material. No. I want the factory reset. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> yeah. I want it back 
its original condition. Hallelujah. That's what I want to be, hallelujah. I want the Jesus Christ Holy Ghost factory reset. The same thing they had on Pentecost. The same thing they had, hallelujah, when the devil say, Paul, I know, Jesus, I know. See, once Paul entered into that reset, his life was just like Christ. Amen, but that had to happen, hallelujah, after he fell off the horse. Before he got there, God put him into a reset. Oh, my. Oh, listen, church. And the need of a reset, holy, back to the original condition before all the upgrades. And sometimes all people want is an upgrade when they got a virus. <laughs> no, deal with the virus first. Because the virus might deal with the whole problem. Holy. Normally what a virus does, a virus gets into the system and it begins to Slow everything down. Some of y'all might have a virus tonight. Brother Ken was kind of dragging tonight. No, it ain't Brother Ken. It might be your virus. You might need a reset. You know, when we go through things, the easiest thing to do is blame it on somebody else. It's the preacher. Brother Diggs was just too loud tonight. I couldn't hear what he was saying. It was just, that don't even make no sense. I was too loud tonight and you couldn't hear what I was saying. That's what the devil will do here. Have you saying stuff that don't even make no sense? Service was good, but it was just too long. How was it good if it was too long? <laughs> Looking for ways out. Make sure you don't have a spiritual virus because what that virus will do, hallelujah, you got all the mechanics, hallelujah, you got everything inside to achieve what you're supposed to achieve, but that virus will slow it down. And that virus begins to eat at the production of what needs to be put out. And sometimes what a virus does, a virus steals personal information. Virus steals things, hallelujah. Things that have been buried. Things that you've overcome. And that virus brings it back up and slows it down. Some of us need a clean out. Get rid of those spiritual viruses. Viruses like Netflix. Viruses like Hulu. They got all kinds of stuff. If, 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 you, if you want to be entertained, they got it for you. All kinds of stuff. And the devil's so crafty now, he gives you stuff free. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you a free trial. And what we do? We go on, we say, well, I'm going to just do this for seven days. I'm going to do this trial. Seven day trial. Put all your information in. And then you forget about the cutoff date. And now you're paying the devil something that you really don't want. <laughs> How many of us have given the enemy a free trial and we're still paying for it every month? <sighs> don't let him sneak into your life. Oh my. But one thing about a reset before I close. If you do the reset right, if you do it right, 
You can save all the positive and personal information that's been stored. You can't, you won't lose nothing. And when you reset, you can upload all that back in there and it'll be just that strong. Everything, everything will be back, hallelujah. Everything will be back in the original condition. And all the things that you have achieved, hallelujah, will still be there when you reset. And that's what we want to be, church, hallelujah. Some of us have been on this journey a long time, hallelujah. And some of us, hallelujah, are showing that we're tired. Some of us are showing that we're getting affected by living down here on the earth. But you know what? This should be some of the most happiest days of our life. Because we see so much of God's promises coming to a fulfillment. Every time you turn around, God, hallelujah, the word is coming to pass. Prophecies are coming to pass. Church, we should be, hallelujah, some of the most happy people on the earth. It's bigger than just wars and rumors of wars right now. Amen, we can see Sodom and Gomorrah here. We can see Noah's day. We can see Lot's day. We can see it all. We can see the Pope in position. We see the government in position. Everything, church, is all here. Everything God has promised. We see it. But this is the thing. What does it do for you to see God's promise? Now, that's something you got to answer yourself. Because as far as I'm concerned, when I see the promises of God being fulfilled in my life, hallelujah. It makes me excited. I don't have to wait to October for the meeting and then we all excited. Oh, Brother Jason, that was such a good time. No, I'm receiving the promises right now. Right now, come on, musicians. Amen. Every word that God has given to us is right there at our fingertips. It's nigh right there in you. Right there in your mouth. Just believe him. I mean, don't let the enemy come in and, you know, he say, Brother Deez, why you talk about joy and stuff? Because once the enemy steals your joy, he can sweep you right out of church. He have you looking at people side-eyed and sideways, and they ain't even, they ain't even doing nothing to you. Why she wore that color blouse? She knew I was going to wear that. She bought the same shoes I got. The best way to, to solve all that, just remember, whatever you got, they made one pair, they made more than one pair unless you made it. More than one pair of shoes, more than two pairs of shoes, more than one dress, more than one blouse, more than one suit, more than one that. Uh, if somebody don't shake your hand, wait till the next time to shake it. Don't let the enemy sneak in and, 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 and snatch things from you real slow. Because what he don't do, he don't just, a person don't become an alcoholic overnight. Amen. No, it's a process. They begin to drink a little bit. And then they feel like, well, ain't nothing happened. So they drink a little bit more. They might get a little drunk and be like, oh, well, we had time. Oh, ain't nothing happened to me. I made it home safe. So they go back and they drink a little bit more this time. And they get a little wobbly. And before they know it, they can't resist that thing. It become a part of it. Just like any drug. And I say this to anybody that's fighting those kind of spirits. 
especially like they're legalizing all these things, like marijuana's being legalized. I want you to understand something. That marijuana that's being smoked right now, it ain't coming from the tree or the ground. It's being made in the laboratory. <laughs> so it's being made to be addictive because it's about selling. <laughs> it's about getting you hooked. It's frying your brain at the same time. Oh, Brother Deeks, but mine is medical marijuana. You can call your demon whatever you want to call it. It's going to still give you the same results. Church, don't let the enemy come in and steal your promises. We don't need some medical or medicinal to be healed. All we need is Isaiah 53. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord is my strength. They that wait on the Lord. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, Father, we love you. And we thank you for all things, Lord. And we give you all the glory, all the honor. For you've been such a good God. Lord, and we pray, Lord, it was something said to help your people. Lord, to draw closer to your promises, to draw closer to your word. Father, for you've given us your word, and your word can't be taken back. Your word can't be altered or shaken or added to it or taken away from. Lord, all we got to do is just receive it. So, Lord, as you speak to us, Lord, let us just receive from you, Lord. And knowing if we receive from you, we'll be even that much more encouraged to walk on with you, to run on with you. And Lord, we pray the blessings of the kingdom upon your people. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. I'm going to teach y'all a song. Teach y'all a song. There's nothing better then knowing Jesus, he gets sweeter as the days go by. You are to know him, get to know him right now, today. Just come, there's nothing better than knowing Jesus, he gets sweeter as the days go by, you are to know him, get to know Right now, today, just come. There's nothing better. There's nothing better than knowing Jesus. He gets sweeter as the days go by. You are to know Him. Get to know him right now, today, just come. There's nothing better than knowing Jesus. 
Jesus. He can pick you up and turn your life around. You ought to know Him. Get to know Him. Right now, today, just come. There's nothing better than knowing Jesus. He can pick you up and turn your life around. You ought to know Him. You ought to know Him. Get to know Him. Get to know Him right now, today. Right now, today. Just come. There's nothing better. There's nothing better than knowing Jesus. He gets sweeter as the days go by. He gets sweeter as the days go by. You ought to know him. Get to know him. Right now, today. Right now, today, just come. One more time. There's nothing better than knowing Jesus. He can pick you up. He can pick you up and turn your life around. You ought to know him. You ought to know him. Get to know. Right now, today, right now, today, just come. You ought to know him. You ought to know him. Get to know him. Right now, today, just come. You got it. There's nothing better. There's nothing better. Than knowing Jesus, He gets sweeter as the days go by. He gets sweeter as the days go by. Everybody say, You ought to know Him. You ought to know Him. Get to know Him. Get to know Him. Right now, today, just come. Right now, today. Right now, today, just come. Right now, today. Right now, today, just come. Amen. Gather around the front with your friends. Come on, let's gather. We'll take up some prayer requests. Amen. Whatever's on your heart, Brother Ken. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Did you enjoy the Word of God tonight? My, I so appreciate the Lord for His goodness to us. Amen. Appreciate the anointed Word. It's more than a match for the devil. I can tell you that right now. There's nothing that can withstand the Word of God. When it's believed, you know Brother Branham said when a believer 
takes the word of God and puts it on their lips. That's the same as that's the same as deity speaking. That's that's the same as God speaking. Yes, sir. Fact is, he said, when you say, Brother Brown taught us this, that when you pray and you say behind it in the name of Jesus, that you're that that's Jesus saying whatever you're praying. Yes, sir. That that's you got to understand that's where your faith is. That I'm declaring a promise of God is mine in the name of Jesus Christ. And in my mind, that's the same as Jesus saying it. I would imagine if Jesus come down here and made a claim to you out loud, you'd believe it, wouldn't you? Yes, sir. Then make it out loud and believe it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How, how about that? Just make it out loud and believe it. Yes, Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, we have one request here. Please pray for Mike Pope. Um, his first surgery went well. Next one uh, is for a cataract removal. That's from Brother Charles. Amen. We had a couple, several prayer requests tonight that were uh, unspoken. Sister Melissa has one uh, just for the Lord's direction and leadership, a decision that she's facing. But I love her testimony. When she remembered last time she came to a situation like this, she just trusted God and put it in the hands of God and waited for the Lord to give her the answer. I tell you, you cannot go wrong when you're doing it that way. Brother Nathan Bryant, his dad, uh, I don't really know how old he is. Uh, Brother Nathan's a pastor up in it in uh, Jeffersonville, or near Jeffersonville, actually. And uh, his dad uh, went in for actually what Brother George's dad went in for, had some uh, different symptoms and went in and had a heart cath and they found blockages. However, I guess because of his age or what more, uh, it was too much deterioration to just put stents in. So his dad is facing double bypass heart surgery. And uh, they're going to be doing that in just the next few days. And I've been talking to Brother Nathan throughout the day. And he's just, how many will pray, amen, for Brother Nathan's dad for this request Sister Melissa has. You might have a need tonight. You want to raise up a hand to God and say, Father, you know my need. I know I came with some friends, things that are on my heart, trusting the Lord for them. And I uh, didn't have to see any other ones come in direct. Sister Martha? At your school? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My Is she just a parent or a teacher? She's a parent. Uh huh. Um, but she served on our board. So I see. I've had a lot of direct dealings gotcha. with her. Wow. Um, and she's always been like, in my corner. And wow. Her, so. so now here's your chance to be in her corner. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Put your hand, somebody take them by the hand, put your arm around them. Amen. Let's just make some contact there. Brother Dix, come on up here and pray with me. We'll take these needs to the Lord. And uh, amen. You heard Brother Diggs talking about his cancer. Cancer ain't nothing for God. That's right. Amen. To God, it's just all it's just all devils. I, I I was I was liking Brother Diggs' testimony that he's not accepting that the devil could ever come back. You know that's scripture. 
Mark 9, 25, Jesus said, Thou deaf and dumb spirit, come out of the man and do not go back into him ever again. Amen. So how many believe God can move like that? Father, in the name of Jesus, we are standing here tonight, Lord, because we've heard your word. We are believers in your word tonight, Lord. We're not just, Lord, spectators, but we are involved in the kingdom of God. And we bring these needs before you tonight. Father, there's some that are written. There's some that are spoken out. There's some that are unspoken, Lord, and needs are on hearts. Father, we're believing that right now, you who know all things, Lord, you know the hearts of all men. I pray that faith will rise in our hearts tonight, Lord. Father, may you get rid of any viruses that might be in our lives, oh God, that there be nothing to stand in the way of our prayer, oh God. Move, I pray, Father, according to your word. Every promise in the book can be claimed. And Lord, tonight we're able, we're able, Father, by faith to take a hold of every promise of God. Speak it, Lord, and bring it to pass, calling that promise down. Lord, may tonight people who are standing here, like that Mississippi mother who called down an eagle out of the sky, called a prophet down, Lord, because her son was in jeopardy. Father, we have the right to call down. Our faith can call down any promise of God and bring it down out of the heavens to us tonight. And we do so, Father. I pray that you will touch all of these needs. Meet them all according to your riches and glory. We thank you in advance. We call it as done. We believe that you'll do it, Lord. Father, remember those, these serious cases and unspoken and, and, and surgeries that are awaiting your family. Lord, they're nothing for you. And we look to the promises of God and we call them yea and amen. Every promise in the book is mine. We commit it to you now, thanking you for your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You're going to believe it now? Amen. Amen. Don't, you know, it's such a, it's such an insult to, to pray and ask God to do something and then waver and doubt. My goodness. If you're going to ask him, believe that he hears you. And the Bible says, once you know he hears you, then you already know you have whatsoever you've asked. See, so you ask according to the word. When I look at the word to me, it's just a it's a, there's no option. I'm going to believe the word and that's just going to be it. Praise the Lord. And if you'll believe that, you'll literally materialize things around your friends. We've, we've seen it too many times where God has come on the scene to do the impossible. He loves, he specializes. I love that old, old song. God specializes in things thought impossible. How many need a specialist? <laughs> oh my. Oh, I need a specialist. I love somebody who, who, who can handle the impossible. An immutable promise, friends. Praise the Lord. Anybody got a testimony they want to give before we go tonight? Sister Melissa, let me hand this out here to you. Okay, pass that right behind you, sweet. Right behind you there. The young boy that we've been praying for, he okay. went home completely healed. Not wow. to recover, wow. but completely wow. healed. Praise the Lord. Every bone on his right side was broken. They told his mom and dad to, you know, that he was going to have to be the plug unplugged and, you know, just. No they more. gave him up to die. Yeah, and he is not going home to recover, but healed. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Hallelujah. I've never given my testimony because I've always thought, well, you know, I, I don't know. But I feel led to just give a little <laughs> snippet of it tonight. Two years ago, I had a um, surgery and uh, was diagnosed with cancer. 
Mm. I've been cancer free since. Wow. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Anybody else tonight? For, oh, right back. Right behind Sister Melissa. Brother Caleb. There you go. All right. I'm going to give a testimony in advance. Go ahead. So this is kind of a weird thing to lose, but uh, and at my age, of course, I lost my tooth. Uh, I had a fake one made for me after my little baby tooth fell out that didn't have an adult tooth to replace it. And uh, we'll just say it's a pretty penny, so I'd like to find it. And the last time I remember it, it was in the pocket of my leather jacket. So I'm just praying that that's where I'll find it. So Amen. thank you for All right. revealing it to me. Praise the Lord. Amen. You, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I have a testimony. Um, so I've been working at the same spot. Um, I got like a coffee roaster for about four years. Well, about three weeks ago, my boss came in and told me, hey, the owners of this building just told me that they sold it. Mm. So as of that point, a couple of days later, I was out of a job with really no other option. He, his business was fine. He could still roast, but as far as, like, a daily job for me to go to, I had nothing. Right. So I was a little bit concerned, and I talked to him about it, and he talked to a shop that we supplied coffee to. And within a couple days, I had an interview with them. Uh, two days later, I find out that I got hired. So I'm getting the same pay with double the hours and a very similar job. So Amen. I'm very thankful for that. Praise the Lord. Amen. Any others before we go? <clears throat> oh, oh, all the way. In, we're, we're just keeping on this side here. Yeah, the Lord is just too good to pa pass it up. Um, I have struggled um, since the uh, immunotherapy treatment to regain sleep. It was so bad that I was, my close friends knew how bad it was. I was literally couldn't go a day without crying. I wasn't sleeping more than maybe an hour, two hours, oh, and some nights it wouldn't get any sleep at all, and I would try to function the next day. This has been going on for a long time, and I just was like, it just felt like I was at the end of my rope, and um, I just was like, Lord, I need your mercy to just come and help me, and I had just seen something um, on YouTube about kefir, and I was like... Oh, I know somebody who has kefir grains. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, okay, I'm going to try this. Because it said that it would help me sleep. And I felt like the Lord just directed me to that. And um, I got the kefir grains. I said, I need them today. So I went and got them. And I started uh, the kefir the next night. And I have slept like a baby every night since. <laughs> it didn't take no time. It happened the very night. Wow. <laughs> and it's Praise been every single night. It's been weeks now. I feel like a new person. Wow. I'm sleeping. I'm happy. Praise I've God. got myself back. Because I was worried about kind of depression because it was doing so many things yeah. to my body. Right. Just being just so deprived of sleep. And I'm just testifying. It is amazing. Thank you, God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ever since Sunday, I've been listening to the uh, Speak to the Mountain. And two or three times, and then today I was listening to my new ministry. My wife called me and said, something's wrong with her dog. He's not walking. He won't get up. You have to pick him up and take him outside, or he, will, he wouldn't move. And so I was trying to figure out how to work. I'm going to pay for a vet bill. 
was sitting here praying, and it's like God spoke to me as I was listening. He said, go home, lay the hands on the dog, and do it now. <laughs> so I was at Sister Elaine's house working. I says, I'll be back. I got to go take care of my dog. Went and prayed for him. Now, nothing happened. By the time I got home, I heard him howling. He howls every time that garage door comes up. And I go, he's just jumping and running around the house. Praise God. <laughs> so just as simple as that. God Praise can heal God. a dog. <laughs> Amen. So thank you for that. Amen. Uh, we prayed for Sister Angie Heth on Sunday. She wasn't getting any sleep or anything, and the report we got was that she slept five and a half hours that night, she said, which to her was a miracle, and she's been sleeping ever since, as far as I know. Yeah, she's battling breast cancer. Mm -hmm. Let's pray for that. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, everybody that had a prayer request tonight and every hand that went up, you ought to have double the faith now to see that God uh, my, can take a boy that they're ready to unplug and, and, uh, and prayer is made and love is expressed and faith is expressed and now a boy is going home not to, re not to recover but going home healed. Amen. And people who can't sleep suddenly can and dogs who can't move suddenly can. Amen. God is good. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. And brother, uh, brother Caleb, uh, let's just believe you'll find it exactly. We have had that. That's almost like a specialty thing that we pray people lose things. And I, I'm really not sure if anybody ever has failed to recover it. Brother Diggs, we pray for that a lot over the years and people lose things, can't find it. And all of a sudden, either they find it or it gets put where they'll look. <laughs> We're not always sure, but all, all we know is that people end up finding things. I've, I had something that was, I didn't, even, I didn't even put it out as a prayer request. I just talked to the Lord about it and thought it was gone forever and found out today it's already been found and I didn't even know it was found. It's already back in use. I said, where, where was it at? And they said, oh, it's here and there. And I said, my goodness, I know I looked there and it wasn't there. So I am grateful to the Lord for that. God bless you. Turn around and shake hands with somebody standing near you. Brother Tim, come on up here. Amen. You can dis dismiss us in prayer. Amen. Amen. Come on up here, Brother Tim. Amen. Greet the people, my brother. Good to have you here tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. The people a greeting and then you can dismiss us in prayer. Hello. <laughs> Amen. Good to be here. Amen. Good to have you here. Hey, won't you sing? Does that girl sing anymore? Which one? Yours. <laughs> I can't get her to sing to me, much less anybody else. Oh my goodness. I love to hear that girl sing. You right and there. half the free world. Huh? You everybody. Everybody. Yeah, everybody loves to hear her sing. Amen. I always threaten them at church, you know, fellowship. I says, now, if nobody get up sing, I'm going to sing. And you that'll can make them sing? That'll make them sing. <laughs> yes, sir. They don't want to hear me sing. But we'll sing to the Lord. Amen. I appreciate you. appreciate your service tonight, brother. Mighty fine. Amen. So let's just bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we're grateful and thankful, Almighty God. Yes, Lord. Because like your brother gave us tonight your word, and your word said, Lord, we'll live in those promises. Yes. 
And Lord, that's what we are. We are a promise being lived out in the very hour, Father. We don't have to look far off. Mm. The scripture said we don't look to God that's above, but we have God within. Yes, hallelujah. Even in our lip and in our heart. Lord, we're the Son of Man. We're God in human flesh Lord. in this day, Almighty God. Lord, your prophet came to introduce Christ. Lord, that's what he did, Father. Yes. And Lord, we come and married that Christ. And Lord, we're one with him. Our brother said, we're not under in a contract, a prenuptial. No, we're under a marriage covenant, Lord. Almighty God. Hallelujah. And Lord, just like our brother said, you're obligated to take care of your wife and provide everything she has need of. Thank you. My wife don't worry about me going to work and bringing home the paycheck. Lord, I do to do what I can do. But Lord, she takes a little bag of groceries and makes a meal. She takes a house and makes it a home. She takes a seed and brings forth a life. So Lord, the wife of Jesus Christ in this day takes a promise and brings it to pass. And that's what we're walking in, the promises of God. Thank you for this building, this church, the people in it, Father. That's the real church. Lord, thank you for them. Thank you for my brother Jason. Lord, just bless them. Bless the ministry for your glory, your praise, and your honor. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Turn around and shake hands with somebody. Say, God bless you. Amen. We will see you. This weekend, God bless you. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. Oh, I told Satan, get thee behind. Because victory today.
Grace that can pardon. 